What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast. It's your host, Trevor Johnson, back here on the Outlook Industries podcast in Crestview Studios in Rapid City. Today, I have a very special BMX guest on. J.R. Hobbs came on the podcast. He owns Lynn BMX. He is an entrepreneur that way, and he does a lot of stuff in the real estate apartment building space with big apartment buildings. I found that really interesting, and he has a bunch of cool wisdom to share for you guys. BMXers, if you're listening, he has a lot of cool stuff to say to you guys, and I just really enjoyed talking to him. I like the perspectives from the skateboarders and BMXers too, because they just look at things differently and you just hear like a different side of the story sometimes. So it was really interesting to talk to him. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. I hope you guys have been enjoying the the new episodes that we've been having and thank you for listening. Again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please go down and give me five stars. That would really help me out. If you're on YouTube, give it a like, subscribe. I'd really enjoy that. And yeah, it'd really help out the channel and the, the, the just the episodes and the podcast. So yeah, let's get right into this episode. And yeah, welcome J.R. Hobbs. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. Today I have a very special je- guest, JR. How's it going? Good, man. Good to be here. This is uh, this is pretty sweet. Thank you. Yeah, it, it should be interesting. I haven't had that many BMX guys on here yet, so it's going to be uh, quite awesome to talk to you, and I like to get you, your perspective on things. Um, first off, where do you live, and like, who kind of are you, and what do you do? So I'm a, I live in St. Pete, Florida. Um, I basically lived in Florida my whole life, just kind of bounced around different places. Um, like you said, I ride BMX and on the side, I kind of ride BMX on the side and then for a job, I'm in multifamily real estate. So I sell apartment complexes, I have my real estate license and all that kind of stuff. And just, just living the dream, man, really. That's all it is. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know you had your real estate license. That's pretty awesome. How did yeah. you kind of get into real estate? So, um, so after college, I was looking for a job and my dad's best friend, he's been in multifamily real estate all his life. And then, uh, he gave me an internship cause I've always been interested in what he, what he does. And then, yeah. uh, I had an internship for three months after college and he's like, Hey, you got a knack for this and gave me a job. And ever since been doing that, bought a house here in St. Pete with my wife and it's, it's just been rad ever since. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. And before we get into a lot more of what's going on with you uh, now, let's kind of get your backstory. So uh, where'd you, where'd you grow up? So I was born in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. It's just outside of um, Philadelphia. And then when I was young, we moved down to Naples, Florida, which is basically God's waiting room, really. It's just so many old people. It's kind of a, it's just, it's just a really weird town. If you ever go there, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's it, they basically say it has a bubble over it because everything's just trying to be so perfect. And then um, picked up skateboarding first, rode skateboards for a while, then started riding BMX. Uh, went to college at FSU up in Tallahassee, met my wife, and then now I'm now I'm here in St. Pete, and I I love it. I can't imagine going anywhere else. Oh, nice. Okay, awesome. How old are you now? Uh, twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. So how long have you been riding BMX? I'd say it's been about nine, nine years, yeah. Nine years, okay. 
cool. And what kind of got you into that in the beginning? So I used to ride skateboards. Um, I never was really a team sports type of guy. Um, I just thought it was kind of repetitive. Like I played Little League Baseball and so I was just like doing the same thing over and over again. It wasn't much change. So then I got into skateboarding and then skateboarding was kind of getting old. I started getting bone spurs in my ankles. So mm -hmm. that really deterred things because it was getting painful to ride. And then one day my buddy is like, hey, the local skate park is now open for BMX. You want to go? And kid, kid you not, I was like, nah, that's lame. Don't want to do that. And then uh, one day he dragged me out there. We rode on his dad's like 1985 dyno. This thing is like aluminum with mag wheels and stuff. And started jumping and rolling around. I was like, okay, this is pretty sick. And then um, since, and then I got like some bike at like a sports authority or whatever, just basically falling apart. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm really into this, and haven't looked back since. And I love it. Wow, awesome! So you didn't do any BMX racing or anything like that, just straight into park. Yeah, exactly. I wish I wish I raced because I know a bunch of guys who have raced, and they just like automatically have this style that carries over, and they go fast, and they like know how to pump transition and stuff, which is a little bit different from skateboarding. And uh, yeah, never never raced, never even really knew about BMX freestyle beforehand. Like I watched a little bit of the X Games, but as soon as BMX turned on, I'd like turn it off and go to skateboarding or like wakeboarding and snowboarding and stuff and then uh then all of a sudden bmx is like my life so it's like a complete 180 from from the beginning wow that's crazy how that works that's yeah. that's awesome um what'd your parents think when you started riding they they're really supportive um mom scared as heck uh my yeah. dad he, he was pretty supportive of it they weren't much of a uh, action sports people they were really into kind of little league and lacrosse and football and all that kind of stuff but uh as soon as I was like, this is this is what I want to do, and uh, really in high school, that's when I like completely stopped all team sports because um, I was like doing lacrosse and stuff. I was like, my coach one day came up to me like the beginning of my senior year, and he's like, Jr. It's either lacrosse or BMX. You got to choose. And I'm like, if you're gonna say that to me, dude, like I can't I can't be with you. So I talked to my team and like, dude, go. We're not going anywhere with lacrosse. You're doing stuff with BMX. Have have fun. So that's awesome. Yeah, they've been supportive since the jump, and it's it's sick. That, yeah, that's super cool. Um, do you have any siblings? No, only child. Only child. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, I'm curious. When you had that time where you were like, "Should I go lacrosse or should I go BMX?" Was there ever a doubt in your mind that said that you should stay with lacrosse? And like, what were people around you saying? Um, all my friends on my team were pretty supportive of, of it. There was always that guy that was just like, oh, he's, he's a BMX rider because there weren't any other BMXers in my high school. Um, most of my friends throughout high school were in different towns, different cities and stuff like Orlando, Fort Myers. Like as soon as I got my license, I was just driving every weekend to different cities and stuff to ride. So they didn't really get it, but they saw how much I cared about it. So they're like, okay, we, we, we get it. Like, this is what you want to do. Um, but yeah, it's it, it never really crossed my mind with lacrosse because I wasn't as passionate about it. Like I wasn't yeah. thinking about it all the time. Um, to go to the, the lacrosse practice, it started I think at like five o'clock in school. Get out at one for me on my senior year because I was taking college classes, so I had most days free. So I would ride my bike three miles to the skate park with all my lacrosse gear, all my BMX stuff ride there for two hours, then go over to practice, practice for like an hour and a half, and then go back to the skate park. So it was just like, the cross was kind of like in the middle of, of like a BMX sandwich, basically. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
I bet you the one thing that was kind of positive was I'm sure you got lots of running and uh, kind of workouts with lacrosse that probably helped you with BMX. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, my my endurance back then was insane because, I mean, even riding there with probably, like, 20 pounds of gear on my back and then uh, riding to the skate park, riding the skate park for a while, getting warmed up, then going doing drills at lacrosse and then go back to riding. Like, I was, like, in the best shape then. But uh, Wow. So, so it definitely helped, and I didn't really realize that until, like, a couple of years later when I was just – strictly riding i was like dang my conditioning isn't as good as it used to be <laughs> so. yeah like your your almost like comp run ability is just like you get winded after like two or three tricks so yeah yeah for sure um let's see why why okay this is a good question um why do you ride bmx instead of skateboarding or anything else and when was that transition period between skateboarding um, because obviously you were into that before. I was also into skateboarding before I started scootering. So that was kind of just my introduction to action sports. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how your transition went. So really it, um, it, it was, it was a weird one. So, um, in, in the beginning, uh, again, it was just cause my ankles were hurting and a lot of my friends, they kind of dropped off from skateboarding. So I was like mostly riding with like older dudes at the skate park that didn't want to put up with this Grom. Um, so then when my buddy and I went, he got into it for a bit and it was just more fun. It was more like just following kind of like what my friends were doing and enjoying that time because I wasn't taking skateboard seriously. I was just kind of going there to have fun and do whatever. I really didn't know like what tricks were what. I was just kind of watching uh, do tour and stuff like that. And that was like my only exposure. I wasn't watching uh, stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. So it was a pretty quick transition, especially as soon as I realized like, wow, I don't hit a rock and completely fall over and die. So that, that was a big one for me especially. So it was a, I don't know, it was kind of a, it was a pretty quick transition. Yeah, okay. And then you, uh, when, at what point did you start your YouTube channel? So I started that about two years ago. I've had a YouTube channel for a while where I'd put up like edits and whatever messing around, but um, I started the YouTube channel shortly after I recovered from my ACL injury. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so because the reason, um, like I was friends with Adam LZ and those guys who did that, so I was like, okay, I'll be in your videos and stuff, but I never really wanted to like uh, pursue that really, and I didn't really get the point of it. But uh, after I got done with my ACL injury, I noticed that there was a lot of fear barriers and stuff. So I thought, man, why don't I just film my sessions and that'll give me kind of more drive and motivation to ride because I don't want to be putting out the same content over and over again, like tail up, tail up, tail up, or whatever what I was comfortable yeah. with. And then I also thought, like, if, if I fall and wreck, like, that's that's some good content right there. So it just became fun and gave me some motivation and stuff. Yeah, how did you end up hurting your ACL? So I was at Woodward. I was a visiting pro coach guy there. Um, what was it? Three years ago. I think it was 20, 2018. And it was the last day I was there for like six weeks. And we were filming um, a short video for a clothing company I used to ride for because they started to want to do like webisodes and YouTube stuff. Last day, last trick, um, I was doing a 360 double whip over the resi box, which I had completely dialed the entire summer. And I ended up kicking the front wheel, stopping the second whip from coming around and just came down spinning and just snapped and it just oh. popped super loud. And I was like, yep, there, there's something right there. Oh so, God. It, yeah, it was Those rough. AC- 
Those ACL injuries are the worst too. They it, put you out for so long. Yeah, it's 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 a bummer. Like I, uh, uh, two years before that, I tore my meniscus, and that honestly hurt way worse. Like I could barely walk, and it swole up like a grapefruit on my knee. And um, I realized, like, I was like, okay, something's definitely wrong because that was like my first time dealing with a knee injury. And uh, when I did my ACL, I thought, okay, I tore my meniscus. This doesn't hurt as bad. I tweaked it. It's pretty sore, and it hurts, but I heard that loud pop. And uh, yeah. a couple months later, I got my MRI back, and it caught me completely off guard. They're like, you chipped a bone in your knee, tore your ACL, and did a bit of your meniscus. And I was like, damn, this didn't, I thought it was just going to be a meniscus at most. But, yeah, they really caught yeah. me off guard there. Wow, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and you were out for like 10 months, right? Yeah, I was about out for 10 months, almost almost a year, really, because uh, okay. as soon as it got the clear to ride, I didn't want to, like, push it and be like, okay, now I'm full back on it. Like, I yeah. really chilled it, did manuals, some flat ground stuff, nothing really high impact. So about a full year, that's when I was kind of back trying tricks again, really. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's quite a recovery process for <laughs> sure. Isn't that when you were... Uh, creating is it Lin or Lyn or it's uh, how do you it's, pronounce it? It's Lin or Lyn. Um, okay. Yeah. So when I tore my ACL, that was my last year of college, and um, I basically made my class schedule so it was like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and part of Thursdays I have class. The rest of the week was wide open and didn't have to do anything. So it's like okay, this schedule I'm going to be able to ride all the time. And uh, then I tore my ACL at the end of the summer, so I'm going into a new school year with just empty hands, basically, just like having to sit and recover. So uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and I came up with my clothing company just to keep myself occupied, and I cut all my other sponsors just to focus on that and uh, keep myself busy and do something productive and kind of cool. Yeah, so how long after starting it was your first drop? Um, I think it was, it was probably a month. I got a website okay. up, got a logo, found a supplier, and uh, yeah, and then quickly started just producing stuff. I, I really, we came up with the logo and I just ran straight to the local printing shop and I was like, I want 30, 40 of these shirts made as soon as possible. And then right after that, the uh, the website was live. Wow. Okay. That's, that's cool. So you just had like a local guy do all the printing for you. Yeah, exactly. It was a uh, local company and they, all they do were like uh fraternity and sorority shirts so like finally someone creative coming in doing something new doing something different instead of like these yeah. just basic things of like fraternity and sorority uh homecoming shirts and all that so they're, they're yeah. pretty hyped to get going on that um i heard that there was quite a story behind the name of lynn uh where did that come from yeah so um uh that comes actually from a house that we have up in new hampshire it's been in my family for like 120 years and it's called Fromlin because the people who built it were from Lynn, Massachusetts. And that house, uh, I'd go up to every summer for like, I don't know, six, seven weeks and then go to Woodward and then go back there. And I'd build like dirt jumps, sketchy ramps, meet up with buddies I met at Woodward. So that's really where I like my BMX roots came from, even though I live in Florida. So I thought, oh, I could name it after the house. So I shortened it down to LYN. But then when people get a package, it's from Lynn, so it's the house name. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. 
So I don't, I don't really keep uh, tell much, tell much of that story. It's like on the website and stuff, but no one really knows. I kind of like to keep the uh, a bit of a mystery behind it because a lot of people think it's like an acronym or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the true story behind it. That, yeah, that's really cool. Is it, is it a family house? Is it your grandparents' house? So like, it was built by my great 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 grandfather. And then it's just been going down generation after generation of people uh, keeping it up and going there every summer and stuff. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, you you have your wife now, right? Yes. How long have you guys been married? We've been married for three years. Three years. Yep. Nice. Awesome. Where did you meet her? I uh, met her in class At in college. college. Yeah. Yeah. We were in a class. Um, we did a couple projects together and I was like, okay, you're pretty cool. And then she was into the nice. BMX stuff. She uh, she sat behind me, and during this class, um, I would just sit on my laptop, like editing videos and stuff for Instagram. And she's like, "Who's this dude, like, with a tiny bike? Like, what is this guy's deal?" So then she introduced herself to me, and we became friends. Um, and then after a while, I was like, "Hey, you want to go on a date?" And then the rest was history from there. Nice, awesome. Yeah, um, you said you know Adam. Yes. LZ. Yeah. Um, how did you meet him? I met him at Woodward years ago. Like one of my first times going to Woodward. I think he was in my cabin or like the cabin next door. And then uh, that's when he was like still living up in Connecticut. And um, when he moved down to like Orlando, we got reintroduced through like Bert, through Jack Strait and all those guys because I was always going to Orlando because they had a huge BMX scene. And yeah, yeah, he was a cool dude. And then he started doing his car stuff. I was in a couple of his videos. And he was just a rad guy. Yeah, he he seems really cool. Um, have you been to his skate park in his backyard? No, not yet. I oh, di- I'm dying to go. But uh, my buddy Thomas, who's in a lot of my YouTube videos, we've been trying to uh, get a hold of him. Um, but he's just so busy with all the drifting stuff. And like yeah. our, it seems like every time like our schedules just completely are different. Like he'll text us and be like, "Hey, ramps open this weekend if you want to come." And like, "Oh, we already have plans to go to this place." Or we'll be like, "Hey, man, can we come ride the ramp?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm drifting this weekend." So it's uh, we're gonna get there one day. We're gonna get there. We're gonna film it, and we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I know he's been doing a lot of the car stuff, which a lot of my friends have gotten into as they've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely see that transition from action sports to car like motorsports which is interesting interesting oh yeah um have you ever ridden any of like those nitro ramps no i haven't ridden the nitro the, are you talking about the, like the airbags or like the kind of like the triples that they have like the two mega ramps that are like one after another no i'm talking about like an airbag no i haven't ridden an airbag yet I but you've ridden ride. the triples i rode the triples once i got i was okay. i was in i forget why i was there but uh there was an event going on and they were doing practice and I got to hit them once and I got the boot off of them because I was in like, uh, they didn't have the insurance to cover me, but I, I did the uh, doubles. I think they're double. Yeah, there were wow. two jumps. That's cool. They were scary. Interesting. Yeah, interesting <laughs> experience. Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, you, before your ACL injury, what, like, you obviously were coming in as like a guest pro to Woodward. Mm-hmm. Um what kind of level were you at and were you competing and stuff? Yeah, I was complete competing. There were um, like Florida BMX series or a couple other contests that I went to, like the recon tours and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I was like decently good. I had a good bag of tricks and stuff. Um, 
but mostly I wasn't, I'm not much of a competing guy. I like doing kind of web edits and stuff. Um, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I'd compete in like the pro class and that kind of stuff. I don't know. Nice. Don't want to like toot my own horn or anything like that really. But, yeah. Uh, so, but it was, uh. No, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, the other thing, you're, you do a lot of YouTube stuff, so you obviously have to be into like cameras and cinematography a little bit. Mm-hmm. What kind of camera do you have and, and what is your setup and what kind of products do you like using? So I recently just, uh, I was using a Canon 80D for a while, which is like back here. That thing is like fully retired now. I was using that for a while and now I just picked up a uh, Panasonic GH5 and oh, okay. I, I love it. I'm like, now that I'm mirrorless, I can't go back. I might go dip my toes in Sony, but I've always loved uh, the image that Panasonic can do and the amount of stuff that uh, that camera is able to do. Yeah, I'm most comfortable just because I've had Canon cameras around forever, so I kind of know Canon, but I've been looking at uh, getting like a Blackmagic. Have you heard anything about oh, those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the kind of like rectangle Blackmagic. What is it, like the pocket the, cinema the thing or whatever it is? Pocket cinemas, yeah. Yeah, yeah those things One of my buddies sick. Th- yeah, one of my buddies said that the quality is just like unmatched. So yeah. hopefully I'll be picking one of those up soon. They're kind of expensive for a body, but that would be such a cool investment for like edits and stuff. Cause oh, for sure. I did, I did vlogging and stuff for a while and it's just like, I find it almost like monotonous personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I like doing more like the edits and like video part stuff. So yeah, that's hopefully no, the, the future. Yeah, that's one thing that um, it's that I've noticed in my videos. Um, it's kind of... I don't want to be like that boilerplate, like, here we are at the skate park, a couple clips, a couple talking points, and all that kind of stuff. I've really been wanting to um, kind of dip more into, here we are, we're at this spot, do like a cinematic introduction, and then do kind of like a small edit, like in between, like a couple small edits within one video, just to kind of separate yeah. myself from the whole like webisode thing That's I just feel has been overplayed throughout the years. Yeah, I totally agree actually so that's kind of those more cinematic youtubers are definitely uh you, you just feel better watching them because you just mm. think that it's like a, it's it, the higher production value is awesome yeah so that's definitely a cool thing that uh you're working on um what do you think about bmx going in the olympics this year i think it's sick i uh yeah i think bmx scooters all those sports i mean they should be, and they should have been in the Olympics a long time ago, and I'm glad they're finally getting the recognition. I mean, if a guy yeah. can be in the Olympics for throwing a metal ball, like shot put and stuff, why can't yeah. a guy that's doing like flare whips or like a kickflip down a 12 stair or like a buttercup fry flip thing, like why, why, isn't yeah. that, why isn't that being represented in the sport, especially when there's so many people doing it? Because I mean, in skateboarding alone, I guarantee there's more people skateboarding there than there are people like doing shot put or pole vault, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I, yeah, totally. The, uh, the other thing is like, there's finally getting to be a lot more skate parks being built, like Mm -hmm. bigger ones, but for like, I don't know how your area is, but in my area, it's all like, uh, the prefabs and just like small, like smaller ramps. Um, which is kind of hard, whereas like these bigger meccas have the bigger parks. Um, I like that. Hopefully, they'll be expanding that all around because there's definitely a lot more people who are getting into action sports, and I think that social media is having a big role in uh, expanding the uh, 
the people who are doing it, I guess. Yeah, and uh, in Florida, it's Florida's a weird place. Like, we have a ton of skate parks. They're, I'd say probably 95% of Florida skate parks are uh, concrete. And they're, oh, did your camera go out? No, I was just resetting it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so in Florida, I'd say about 95% of skate parks are concrete, and that's partially due because of the harsh weather, hurricanes, and stuff like that. Um, Team Payne is building parks everywhere, and yeah. uh, different areas have different skate parks. So in St. Pete, they built a skate park about three years ago. Actually, right as I started moving, there wasn't a skate park here. Then they just built this massive one. But um, in Florida, at least what I've noticed is a lot of it is turning into mostly street plazas. We're no longer getting those like crazy big bowls, box jumps, spines, fun hips and stuff. It's like smaller, like six foot is the max for like a normal quarter. And uh, yep. it's, it's really uh, more tuned for skateboarding. And there's also a huge problem where a ton of skate parks here are skateboard and scooter only and just completely exclude BMX. Like they don't even have BMX hours. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of skate parks park popping up, but they're not like those bigger skate parks that we used to see. For example, like in uh, Orlando at Oviedo Skate Park, that's like a legit skate park from the early 2000s with a big old box jump, nice spine, some big quarters that you can juice and stuff. Whereas now, yeah. like all the new ones are just street plazas, which is a huge bummer. That's, I haven't even thought about it like that because coming from like a BMX perspective, that makes a lot of sense because you guys want to ride bigger transition and more like eight foot, nine foot ramps yeah. or even bigger, honestly. But um, those just don't really exist anymore because the, the cities are like, they're too much of a liability. <clears throat> it's hard to find like a big bowl anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a huge bowl at St. Pete. It's like... I think it's like at its deepest, it's 15 foot with pool coping and stuff. But at that point, it's like too big. It's kind of like they have the smaller stuff, and then they all of a sudden have this massive bowl. There's no like good in between. Um, yeah. And there's no like no one's building box jumps anymore. Like we call it a Florida no. box jump. You find a good fly out into a grass bank behind it, and uh, that's that's about the extent we get. We don't get those nice big box jumps that you see up in like New England or over in uh, Texas and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's very true, actually. Interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, Team Payne's out there building a lot of parks, but they're building just street plazas mostly? Yeah, they're building street plazas, and they build stuff all over the country, and they don't seem to run yeah. into the issue of having skateboards only or uh, excluding BMX. Like, everywhere else they allow BMX, but it seems in Florida they do this thing where it's like, if you let BMX in, they say to the city that it voids the warranty so they won't come out and fix coping. For some reason, I don't know if it's what? some. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's complete. There's a huge skate park. I mean, massive over in Lakeland, which is two hours from me. It's like my dream yeah. park. If that place let BMX in, I'd be there every single day or any chance I can because the amount of lines. Like it's like what we were talking about, kind of like a bigger skate park. That's like one of the last newer bigger skate parks that Team Pain has built. But it's no bikes allowed. But they let scooters, skateboards, and all that in. So it's. Why do you think that is? I don't I don't know maybe it's um I've I've heard different things I've heard that the Florida team pain guys they don't like BMX like they're kind of old head skateboards like skateboards only type of thing or just Well then they wouldn't let scooters in. Yeah, I I know they but they <laughs> do. It's it's absolutely weird and then cities like they they don't have like a 
BMX brain or they don't know a background in action sports. So as soon as they hear like skateboards and BMXers don't like each other, skate or BMX causes more damage, they're going to believe that because why wouldn't they, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we've, we've tried calling um, cities up to be like, hey, can we do BMX? Like, can we have like one day a month or anything like that? And they're like, oh, the coping's designed different, so it won't allow BMX and it'll damage the coping. And we're like, wait, what are you talking about? That makes zero sense It's a metal pipe. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> See, they just don't know. And, uh, I mean, you look at the end of like a stair set, it's all chipped up from skateboards and stuff. And I mean, we're, yeah. we all cause the same damage. I mean, it's it's not like a BMX. It's meant to be ridden. Yeah, exactly. Like it's that's how it happens. But it's it's tough. It's really tough. That's really aggravating. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Dang. we we do what we can. There's a ton of backyard ramps that people have built. I have a backyard ramp. Um, I think there's about three or four dudes, including myself, that have like a backyard ramp set up within 25 miles of my house. So it's it's pretty good. Nice. That's at least there's some stuff to ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, who do you find yourself riding with most of the time? Uh, most of the time, it's uh, my buddy Thomas. He's in a ton of my videos. Uh, Matt Copeland and uh, Dan Delaro. Oh, come on, Alexa, don't don't listen. Come on now. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt Copeland. He's uh, the TM for Profile Racing. Uh, this other dude, Terrence, Alan Shirley. Alex Lee Pack, just a bunch of local guys that have been in the scene for a long time. They're just some rad dudes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, where do you kind of see the BMX scene going in the next few years? It, locally or kind of like United States? Both. So locally, um, it's kind of coming in waves. Like it's like a ton of dudes and then some drama happens or whatever. And then dudes don't come ride the skate park and all that kind of stuff. Then they get over it. So I think it's it's going to be pretty stagnant locally, kind of in the St. Pete, Tampa Bay area. Um, but I think, like, around the world, like in the United States, I think it's going to boom, especially after uh, the Olympics. Like, more eyes will be on it. And kind yeah. of with social media, um, with YouTube boom booming, I mean, there's new YouTube channels of BMXers every day, like Scotty Kramer. He's killing it, getting a ton of exposure, yeah. big boy. Um, my buddy Brandon Knopp, who's up in Washington, he, he gets a bunch of exposure. So I think a lot of kids are going to really get into it. And then, I mean, with the wave of scooters nowadays, like how many scooter yeah. riders are coming out? Like it's almost at some point, it seems like there's more scooters and skateboarders. And I mean, there's kids who transition, like one of my buddies, he rode scooters for a while. Then he rode my BMX and he's like, Oh, I like this more than BMX or BMXers go over to scootering and vice versa. So yeah, it's, it's it's definitely growing. It's I don't think it's gonna die out anytime soon. Well, me and me and Cody were talking about that. How there's gonna be since scootering's so kind of young, it's <clears> gonna bring this weird scooter influence into like BMX and skateboarding because there's gonna be a lot of people that have been scootering since they grew up, and they're like, oh, when they get older, they're like, oh, let's try skateboarding or BMX or just kind of mix it up. Um, and there's going to be a lot of interesting tricks, I feel like, that's going to come out. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, for, uh, like, R. Willie and stuff, like, when he hops on a bike and he's doing, like, the the front Nothing bike front. flip and all that kind of stuff, it's like a normal BMXer wouldn't think about that at all. So I think, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to have a huge influence on stuff. And I think it's also... Um, there's a bit more, I don't want you to take offense, but there's more, a bit more instant gratification when it comes to scootering because you can learn a That's tail whip. 
you can learn a tail whip pretty quick without falling, whereas like a kick flip or like a tail whip on a bike takes a lot longer and a little bit more strength. So a kid can get go to Walmart, get like an MGP scooter for a hundred bucks for Christmas, and ride around and feel pretty decently good, and then really start ramping it up. So I think that'll keep kids into the sport or the action sports realm a lot longer than uh, before scooters were really prevalent. See, that's exactly how I think about it too. I think that because um, with it's almost hard to start on like BMX or skateboarding to get into action sports. Mm-hmm. I think scootering definitely has that place because yes, it's a lot easier to learn the 180s, the 360s, the entry level tricks. The learning curve is way smaller on a right. scooter than it is on a BMX bike or a skateboard. But once you ride something at a skate park with wheels on it, it's so much easier to transition. Mm-hmm. And once you learn a tail up on a uh, scooter and then like a bar spin on a scooter, it's not really like, especially bar spins aren't that far away from like a BMX bike. So it's a, it's either one, a training tool or two, just to get kids on wheels mm-hmm. and at the skate park. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can, I can barely bar spin on on a scooter, but I can obviously bar spin on a bike and stuff. But, uh, one of my buddies, Trevor, he, uh, he's pretty good at scootering and stuff. I taught him, we, I taught him flares and one day on a concrete quarter and I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, get on the bike. Let's do a flare right now. He's he, but he keeps checking it out about that. But, uh, he hopped on my bike one day and he was able to bar spin within five or six tries because he has that same muscle memory. So it's, if he wanted to jump to BMX, he'd already be at like a decent intermediate level just because of the background in scootering. Yeah, for sure. That's a, uh, like, even when I just picked up a BMX bike for a little bit, like you can do like T-bogs, bar spins, 360s, mm-hmm. like that. It's all kind of the same. It feels about the same, which I think is really cool. And I think it's important to kind of pick up a little bit of everything because the more things you ride, the better you are at just riding transition. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that this div- there's a lot of divide, I feel like, in the action sports industry where like, we kind of hate each other for whatever reason. Um, but to conquer like all of them and try all of them a little bit, it's going to just make you a better athlete period. So there's definitely importance in that. And I think that there needs to be more people that are advocating for that multi-sport kind of position. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And there I've run into, um, the whole kind of like, especially the, the hate towards scooters and stuff like that. I mean, in the early days, I mean, I remember, um, do you know who Bacher 123 is? English dudes. They were like, yeah, yeah they, they had shirts that had like, um, one of the guys like shooting a scooter kid in the head and stuff like that. Like definitely hating on yeah. scooters. That was like, I, I saw that, uh, when I first started riding and I was kind of like that in the beginning. Cause it was like, Oh, scooters yeah. are so lame and kind of like trying to be the cool guy. But, um, yeah. now locally, uh, everyone gets along with everyone. All the skaters are hyped on what the BMX guys are doing. It's like everyone's just stoked to be riding because we all realize like we're a bunch of weirdos riding bikes, riding skateboards, sending it, and just trying not to get hurt. You know, so it's it's, it's yeah. there's a mutual respect that seems to be growing, which is really sick. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that at my local too. It used to be so toxic. Like, I I can't tell you how many times I was chased out of the skate park actually because mm-hmm. our scene was really bad. But um it it changed very quickly there was like a two or three guys that were just like really bad and then all of a sudden they left and then it was just chill so yeah. i'm i'm really glad that it's moving that way and that people are like finding that respect because you can kind of take anything to whatever level you want to if you're good enough kind of thing like if you're willing to send yourself so um 
I think that's cool. I like seeing, I've seen a lot of rollerbladers coming back. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I'm on, I'm on TikTok too. And then on my, like the, the, the For You page, like every other one is like rollerbladers. And it's like, looks like they're straight from 2000s, like with the baggy pants yeah. and stuff. I was like, hey, are people reposting this or is this new content that's coming out? But it's sick. Like, um, I mean, these guys are hucking it. Like I saw this one dude do like a corked five over like a 12 stair. To, yeah, like, landed backwards, and I'm like, damn, this is. I forgot how gnarly these guys got on these rollerblades. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you know who uh, Damon Franklin is? No, I don't. He's I don't know roller... anyone about uh, rollerblades. Oh, okay. I I just know him because he's always at Woodward West. Okay. And he's just like a really kind guy there. Um, but he really definitely sends it. I always shout him out because he's just like so good and so nice. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. So. Oh, that's right. Just, just a cool dude. Um what's your favorite place that you've ever ridden Ooh, that's a good one um so i'll give you three so for florida um there's a place called treaty skate park in saint augustine florida it's a uh, okay early 2000s has an awesome four foot mini with a couple hips out of it that are just badass and you could roast these big old quarters and the transition's just completely consistent where a lot of parks are kind of rolly. Um, zero complaints about that My that place. I'll ride that place any day. Um, in the U.S., it would definitely be Woodward East. Love that. Um, they just announced their new skate park that took a, that's Outdoor Street. It's going to be I sick. I saw that. So many lines. Like, I was so nervous because I thought they were going to build, like, a Target Street Plaza or something else. But it looks like there's going to be a ton of stuff there. And, um, yeah, I just, like... I, I love Woodward. Um, my cousin's actually going there for the first time, and I'm just so jealous that he's going out there for a summer, and I'm, I'm missing out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Woodward is an obvious one. And then a few years ago, I think it was 2017, I went out to um, Australia for a month or so to film, and um, it was the GC Compound. I think it was like oh, yeah. the last month before it closed, and that place was sick. The vibe there was unreal. The uh, the resi quarter was perfect. Resi box, um, all the box jumps were so fun. Like we uh, we played a game of bike on the resi quarter, and in that game of bike, I learned how to flare whip because everyone's just hyping me up. Really? And I, yeah, they were just like, send it, send it, and they gave me like an extra try, and on the third try, I landed it for the first time without ever taking it to foam and it was it was just unreal wow yeah like that that place was absolutely nuts i've only heard crazy things about the gc compound yeah so it was uh because i was riding with uh kyle baldock there logan martin was there uh chance bernikowski one of the best tech riders i've ever seen um and they were just all just the vibe was just going and we were just we would get there at like 10 a.m. and leave at like 9 30 10 o'clock at night and just have been riding all day wow yeah so you were just like dead and exhausted but still sending it yeah and then just waking <laughs> up the next morning and it's like hey sam are we going back or where are we going today and he's like yeah we can go back mate let's go let's go yeah and, uh, yeah it was it was right australia was an unreal trip and i just i need to go back yeah how many videos have you been a part of um, it's just like, um, mostly web edits for myself. Um, I think I've been yeah. in two or three of LZ's videos. I've been in, uh, two of Raymond Warner's videos. He was at Woodward East, uh, the last right. year I was there. Um, 
and that, that was actually the first time, one of the first times I've rode a scooter on a ramp, like before I did like a hop tail whip, and he ended up, there was a dude trying um, fast plant front flips into the foam pit, and I was like, yeah, I think I could do that, and so I did yeah. one into the foam pit, and I couldn't even drop in on the quarter uh, in front of it, like I'd have to walk it down the lip of the box jump, and then roll up the, uh, the roll in and I think um, like 10 tries later I landed a fast plant fronty on a scooter which was sick so I've been in a couple of his really yeah uh, I've been in a couple of Spencer Forsman's videos and uh, Anthony Panza Billy Perry and all those guys yeah have you been in like in any of the like company videos like the promo videos or anything like that um I think you said that you went to Australia to film what yeah, were you filming for that was for a clothing company that I was a part of it was a guy out of Orlando um okay he helped me with a plane ticket out there same with Monster Army and uh helped me do that and then the rest of it I I put on myself which wasn't much after they chipped in and it was just to go out have fun meet some people and uh film a web edit Wow, yeah, so, that's sick. It, it was an awesome time. Like I, I miss that trip so much. And uh, yeah, that dude getting, guy that I getting, stayed with, uh, we keep in constant contact. It's just a rad group of dudes out there. Yeah, those the Australians are so nice. That yeah. just that whole sector. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Where do you see yourself doing YouTube and BMX as a job? Or are you going to stick with real estate? Or where do you see yourself with that situation? Um, if you were to ask me that question in like early 2018 and I had like a YouTube channel, um, it definitely, that would have been my answer is yes. But now after my injury and seeing how that can take me off for a whole year, not being able to really do content, um, and just relying on that, it's just, it's too unstable. And I, I do enjoy real estate. I like going out. I do all like the marketing materials, doing tours and all that. So um, it, it's more stable, and I'm able, also able to make time to go on trips and ride BMX as well as hang out with my wife. So um, I wish I could say yes, but it's just uh, got to be an adult and just, uh, um, just kind of scared myself after the ACL, realizing how quick it can just be taken away and you're left with nothing, really. Yeah, that's actually really wise, wise words for sure. Um, just kind of staying have some backup basically exactly to have a little bit of income um to so do you kind of like get to choose your schedule a little bit do you get assigned houses like how does your job work so we uh we actually we don't sell houses we sell apartment complexes like the entire like the whole the whole like the whole complex building. yeah so we is usually, that like quadplexes and up or you do like we usually do uh 200 units or more like big apartment wow. complexes okay. like yeah it's an industry complexes. that no one really knows about like you never even think that like oh people buy these things so um yeah it's a group of five of us and um we compete on a national level with groups that have like 500 to a thousand uh different people and we basically dominate southwest florida and orlando and we're just getting listings left and right and we just kind of have figured out a system where we're all able to do everything at once that actually sounds really exciting yeah it's cool and i get to travel um i got into photography because i take all the uh the pictures for our books and marketing material got into flying drones and stuff so uh it's pretty sweet and they buy all the camera and equipment and stuff so i just like 
<laughs> keep more. Right, I need you a new lens. Let's do it. It's going to be so much better with this new wide angle. Wow. So you just get all these toys to play with. Yeah, exactly. Like I got the, uh, the Mavic Pro out of this. Um, I got my ADD. I bought the Lumix because I wanted that strictly for filming, and it's not a great photography lens, so I didn't want to be too, too greedy. But uh, gotcha. it's, it's sick. Yeah, awesome. So what do you also edit all that stuff? Yep. And what do you use to edit? Um, for videos I use, I used to use uh, iMovie like in the beginning and then I got into yeah. Final Cut and Final Cut Pro and that's that's basically all I use. Okay. And then for photos? Photos, Photoshop and Illustrator just depending on well, I'm, what I'm doing. Okay. Have you ever dabbled in uh, Premiere Pro? Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Um, not Final Cut, Premiere Pro. That's what I use. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Premiere is awesome. That's what I've kind of grown up using. Mm -hmm. So um, I love it. That and after, I want to learn more about After Effects. After Effects is a dog. It's so hard to do. Um, but my buddy, he got uh, he got a new MacBook and it came with Final Cut Pro on it. And now there's some really good plugins for it that help out with tracking and make it like almost like how uh, like Snapchat, how you have how you can just click on something and it'll track it perfectly. They have plugins wow, for Final nice. Cut where you literally just like, okay, we're going to track my face, click on my face, and now you have a perfect tracking for like a text or whatever you want. So I'm like, That's so nice. I know. Whereas like Premiere, you'd think they would have had that years so, ago. Yeah. After Effects is so finicky. It is. Every it is. time I try to use it, it's so, yeah. You almost have to go frame by frame anyway, like mm -hmm. even if you have a good tracking point. Yeah. So interesting. Well, um, do you ever see yourself not riding BMX? No, no, no. I, 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 uh, I get, when I, whenever I get asked that question, it's, it's usually just like, as, as long as I'm able to pedal around, I'm gonna be happy. Um, yeah. I did watch uh, Tony Hawk recently did his last like frontside 540, or yeah. something like that to celebrate, and it just hit instantly hit me. It's like, dang, that's gonna be one day when I can't like flip fakie or flare or something like that. Like, there's gonna be yep. a last. But then I thought, like, well, as long as I'm able to just pump around and just be with some good friends, like, I'm gonna still be happy with it. So I'll, I'll if yeah. I'm if I'm 80 and I'm still able to ride around, I'm gonna be doing it. Well, do you see yourself transitioning ever to more like mountain bike or road biking or some other kind of biking in that way? Um, mountain, I, I've, I've wanted to do mountain biking, but Florida, we don't have mountains. They have trails and stuff, yeah. which kind of look cool, but there's none really locally. You have to go quite a distance to do it. And I don't really see yeah. myself moving out of St. Pete. And then road biking gotcha. is just a death wish in Florida because everyone is such a bad driver, especially <laughs> uh, as soon as all the snowbirds come down, it's just like, yeah. you just like, just hope for the best on the road, really. So, uh. I don't know, maybe maybe one day, um, but I just... Get into some I, mountain biking? Yeah, I get something that's easier on the joints and stuff, but uh, I, I don't know. I just love BMX so much. Like, Matt Hoffman's still crushing it, and he's not slowing down. Yeah. So uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't see why that couldn't be me. Yeah, come out to Colorado, we'll go do some downhilling. Dude, I'm so down. <laughs> um, Ryan Nyquist, he just got into mountain biking, or didn't just get into mountain biking, but he's been crushing it in mountain biking. Like, I'm down. Like, hardtail mountain biking and... Uh, I, I just I want to do that wicked bad. Yeah, it'd be it'd be fun for sure. Um, where do you see yourself in ten years? Oof, ten years. 
Uh, St. Pete, got a couple kids who are at least on the Strider bikes going to the skate park with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, just may maybe still in uh, the multifamily real estate or maybe uh, doing something with sales or if my clothing brand takes off, that would be, that would be pretty dope. So that'd be awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. Support the brand lynbmx.com forward slash shop. Let's go. But, um, let's go. There you go. There's a shout out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just, uh, happy still riding with my wife, have a family and, uh, just killing it. Yeah. Um, here's another kind of one of those questions. Um, what advice would you have given yourself if you could meet yourself 10 years ago? Ooh, 10 years ago. Hmm, that is a good one, man. I'm trying to think of where I was 10 years ago. Well, it doesn't have to be exactly 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Just when you were younger, some advice. I would have said, uh, do BMX racing. It's going to help you out a whole lot when, you're, uh, when you end up going to BMX. And um, just, just keep, keep doing what you love. And don't doesn't matter what people are saying. People in high school are going to doubt you. Your coach is going to be a jerk. But uh, just as long as you're happy, just keep killing it. Keep going with it. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely some, some good advice just to keep doing what, what you want. That's what I've heard from a lot of people on here is just like don't listen to other people. Just kind of do what you love for yourself. Yeah. So. I mean, because uh, I mean, going back to that time, um, a lot of my in high school, a lot of my friends and even people who I rode with, they ended up starting to smoke weed, started drinking early and then fell out of BMX. But then um, and they just got it started going down a wrong path. But uh, BMX, I was just so focused on it. And I was just thinking like, man, I don't I don't want to end up like that. That's keeping me here. That's keeping me fit. I'm having fun. I'm meeting new people. Um, it really yeah. it really kept me from following the pack of kids just wanting to party and stuff and doing doing my own thing and not thinking that was a cool thing to do because I knew it was cool to myself. Yeah. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. Well, I have one more question for you before we end. Um, what is your meaning of life? Meaning, why? Of, meaning of life is uh, just have fun and whatever you can do for someone to help them out, do it. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, if you can lend out a helping hand or give some advice or if someone's down, just reach out and do whatever you can to help someone else because you may need that one day and it, it can mean the world for them even if it's the smallest thing. So, yeah, well, sweet. That's that's my thank you, Jr. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, thanks for taking some time out of your day to come on the show. Uh, where can we follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Real Jr. Hobbs. You can follow my clothing company LYMBMX, and uh, check out my YouTube channel. It's just Jr. Hobbs, and my clothing company is just LYMBMX.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Outlook Industries podcast. I will be uploading pretty uh, regularly now, so I hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. If you have anything that, or anybody that you want me to have on or anything to say that can make this podcast better, I'd love to hear it down in the comments below or on my Instagram, Outlook underscore Industries. Thank you guys again, and have a great rest of your day. Take care, guys.